millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. We are recording. Welcome to this week's episode of Making the Cut. Uh, thanks, everybody, for all the lovely messages this week. One for Davina's foot. Um, it's making a strong recovery. It is. And the other for, obviously, all the love around my grand diamond Lil. How are you feeling about that? Yeah, I'm yet to have a kind of big cry about it yet. Like, I can feel it, like... Brewing. Yeah, yeah. But mm. It'll probably be like you'll hit your thumb mm. and then you will really cry. Yeah. You know, when something happens, mm. but it's you're actually not crying about mm. the thing that happened at all. Yes, um, and I can feel it bubbling under the surface. Mm. You know, it's just an appropriate film that's going to draw it out. Yes. Like yeah. Song. It's almost like you need to listen to that song. Yes, well, I did listen to Nick Cave's Into My Arms. Oh, God. It nearly triggered uh, the, a waterfall. But for some but you've reason, well, you've been working so much, it's almost not safe for you to, <clears throat> like, do I it. I definitely agree with that. You know, it's like... Um, it's like it, it now's not an appropriate time. Yeah. Really, so it'll come. You can't yeah. right now. I, How's your mum? Yeah, she's uh, she's you know struggling a bit, you know, and rightly so. It's been a tough year. Yeah, really hard. Um, but I'm going to go up and see her. I think maybe try and take the kids. Yeah, that would be so nice. Christmas at the end of this month, so that would be good. Uh, it'd be good for all of us. Yeah. I'll probably have a little weep while I'm up there. Yeah. Um, I enjoy a good cry. I know, know you do. Like, it's really uh, nice. Yeah. It's one of the things I like about you the most. Mm. Is your ability to feel. Yeah. I have to bottle things up for a while and then <laughs> let them all out in one big go. You know. Uh, it seems to work for me, that. Um, anyway, yeah, so so thanks very much for all the all the lovely messages from everybody. Um, is the sound good today? Is it better? Sounds nice. Is it boomy? No, right. sounds great. It sounds better than it normally does. It's because we're, we're in a better room. Yeah, we're in a new room. Um, and it's just got nice because it's got carpet mm-hmm. it's got curtains yeah it, it's um the sound is deader the feng shui in this room is nice. so good uh, which brings us straight to the desk let's talk about the desk let's first. talk about you, the desk you bought a desk for your your spare room here i bought i bought you a desk yes it's a gift uh so in your spare room yes you've put a, a desk in here yes um, well, inspired uh, by you. Well, you you thank you very me, much. What kind of desk should I put in here? <laughs> and I sent you a picture of the wrong desk. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Now I was supposed to send you a picture of like a ladder desk, which yes. is a desk that go, goes up the wall. And uh, I sent you this desk instead. Yes. You said, that, "Oh, the desk has turned up that you recommended." And I was like, "Oh my god, show it me!" And then I thought, "That's the wrong one." <laughs> <laughs> but, then, but it fits so well in this room. Like it couldn't have, it couldn't fit better. I've come to visit your place this weekend and oh wow what a desk it's so nice and it goes so well with the bed we'll have to take a picture yeah yeah of desk in situ with yes. bed it's a lovely desk but can i can i say yeah. because um i i really do and i know you do too mm. we pride ourselves mm. in making this show affordable yes and actually this piece of furniture i think relatively speaking is quite expensive yeah. But in terms of quality, what you're getting, what it's made from, yeah. um, ease of putting it together. I mean, I put it together, no problem Did at all. Yeah, no problem <laughs> at all. You you can't fault it. It's amazing. But it was around the 600 mark, which yeah. is quite expensive yeah. for most people. You know, it's like a, it's a statement piece. Mm. But... Um, pardon me, I just burped. Oh my god! That's I wonder right. if they picked that up. I'm going to make you drink something in a bit that's going to make you burp again. So um, I can't if it's fruit or sugar or anything. Okay, well, I'll have to drink it. I You'll have to drink it. Okay. I can have a sip. You can have a sip. Right? I'll have a sip. I mean, you know, it's going to trigger some sort of weird fruit, reaction in me. Fruit flavored. Fruit. I don't think it's like got... flavored. No, no, no fruit it's, in it's it. It's made of pear juice. Okay, so it's fruit. So it's fruit. Yeah. yeah. Is that bad? Well, I'm not. I'm not eating fruit, but I can drink a bit of pear juice. Jesus, if I can't do that, there's something wrong with me. Um, so this desk is, I think, what they call mid-century. Yes. 
And I'm I've sure now mid-century was, but I guess it's like the fifties. Is the fifties style? Yeah, it's very very nice. Uh, so I'm just. I mean, I think what we like about mid-century is the simplicity of it. It's sort of cool, trendy, shaker-ish. Mm. Um, it's slightly Mad Men. Um, That's what it is. It's very slightly Mad Men, yes. Mm. I really, really like and it. And I think there's a colour to the wood. Is it walnut? I think it is walnut. I'm just getting the thing up here. So a mid-century desk, acorn, it says, but I don't know if that's type of wood, is it? Well, acorn is oak. I mean, it must be a name for it. Um, assembly. Let's have a little look at the dimensions. A summary. Uh, crafted certified what FSC. Don't know what that means. It must be sustainable, right? It must be something sustainable. Um, oh, it's got veneer, veneer drawers. Finish an old false house. Hey, this is called, this one in particular at your place, is the mid-century desk, which is great. And the one that you very kindly bought me for Christmas uh, for my house, because I've got this tiny little space where I would love a desk to go. So I don't need a big wide desk. So this one you've got here is really wide. But yes. It's only, I think, a metre Yes. Which is great. So it's 95.3 centimetres. And this is called a mid-century wall desk. They are on offer at the moment from West Elm, cut down from 789 to 670. Now, I know it's dead expensive, but I will do a lot of work at the desk. And also, if you're working from home, mm. it's very useful because you've got the desk yeah. and a big, long, wide drawer underneath mm. it, which you could compartmentalise inside with little compartments. But it's also got a big um, covered shelf on the top, which yeah. looks like you could get a file in it. Yes. It looks tall enough to be able to put lever files and things like <clears> that in there. So it could house all your paperwork mm. but at the same time it looks like a really chic piece mm. of furniture art you know yeah. so you might have um <coughs> i don't know a filing cabinet and put all your stuff in that but if you added together a desk and a filing cabinet and a piece yes. of art then yeah. it comes to 670 pounds but it just it's a big layout yeah. and but there are ways around that i'm sure Klarna or you can do some kind of you know yeah yeah and i've seen these kind of things cheaper made out of different materials as well mm. but it's a really mm. lovely thing but it's we haven't said where it's from it well it's from west elm um which is quite funny because when you sent me the delivery instructions it said west elm slash pottery barn yes and pottery barn always makes me laugh because there's an episode of friends where Rachel buys an apothecary table and pretends it's from the days of yore. And she's actually got it from Pottery Barn. And then Phoebe sees it in the window and goes, Oh my God, it's your, it's your apothecary table from the days of yore. She goes, How dare Pottery Barn have stolen this thing? And I didn't know Pottery Barn was a real thing. Yeah, it's American. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the fact that West Elm and Pottery Barn are the same company is really, it just really, <laughs> and it really made me want to watch that episode of Friends because... It's so good because of uh, the lie that Rachel tells about it. So it's from West Elm, but they're also available at John Lewis. And as you know, with John Lewis, uh, never knowingly undersold yeah, the so price match anything. So I didn't you'll get the so. best possible price mm. there. Um, but it's really great. And we are podcasting at this desk at the moment. It's very nice. Mm. Um, talking of friends, mm -hmm. I feel like now is the time to discuss the morning show. Oh, what a great link. Yes. yes. Wonderful. Um, because we're we're in. We're, we're hooked in to series two. It's so good. Yes, I was, I was anxious about it. So that. was I. We travelled to work yesterday and I said, should we download something to watch? Because we had like an hour and a half to travel uh, to work. You, it was The Masked Singer, what did I say? Mm -hmm. It's not secret. Yeah, no, no, no. Singer, yeah. So we were working at The Masked Singer yesterday. It was about an hour and a half in the car. And then I downloaded two episodes of The Morning Show, but I didn't actually want to watch it. I, I, was, I was nervous because I was nervous that it wasn't going to be as good. Mm. But you know what was amazing? Like, really amazing, because it's been ages since the first series. Yeah. I mean, a really long time. And at the beginning of the second series, they do a 10-minute recap. Yeah. Holy moly, it's so good. I mean, it made me want to go back and watch the first series again. Yeah, me too. I just thought, God, so much good stuff happened in it. Um, so, yeah, that's really... That blew my mind, yes. and then I thought, "My God, I can't wait to see what happens." It wet my appetite very nicely for the for the first step. It was great. It really goes in with a bang, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, because I'm simultaneously watching Succession at the same time, and there's something petty about Succession. I think that's irritating. You know, like what do you mean? Well, they've got these three 
kids who have access to all this money and power and influence and everything and they're all whinging and moaning and bickering between each other and it's like oh, for god's sake all of you grow up you but know. i think that's been my my problem Probably with this last series yeah. is that i can't quite and it feels like all of the characters bar greg and um tom oh god greg's so good yeah. so good tom, yeah. um the, apart from those two there's nothing likable yeah. about anyone like they're all horrible because we i got a message from sarah and jeff yesterday saying are we going to come on the the podcast yeah but we're yeah. going to have to either fall in love with succession quite quickly yeah or or pull out of that I'm, I'm yeah continue to watch it but it was good making comparisons because yeah they're, they're both very high-end budget shows mm. that show a very wealthy version of, of a life Yes, a privileged Jeff life. Is really wealthy, well, right? And Mitch is really wealthy. What's so interesting is um, Bradley mm. um, Reese Witherspoon, mm. um, who was adorable in the first yeah. series because she'd come from nothing. Yeah. She was just a street reporter. Somebody saw something in her. She was so wet behind the ears. She comes into this TV program, sets the whole place on fire, mm. and now basically she's turned into Jennifer Aniston, yes. <laughs> like a spoiled, moody, yeah, tantrum throwing. Yeah. Um, I've got quite a good Excuse bit me. of trivia here. Got a bit of a cough today, sorry. Yeah, it's okay. Do you want anything? To, oh, we, we don't like you sucking on things. No, no one likes me to eat or drink. No, on show. nothing. Um, Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon both received a $2 million fee per episode. Wow. Um, but it does not include fees for executive producing, which oh, they right. both do yeah. on every episode. Mm. Um, and points on the series back end as both are serving executive producers. And Apple have already ordered 20 episodes and split that into two seasons. There's 10 episodes in the So they've made... Page. No, well, per tw- they've ordered 20 episodes, so that's 40 million each. She can afford to shop at Pottery Barn with, the, with those kind of... I mean, for, 40... It doesn't even... You can't even... Mm. Like, what... Um, okay, got some more. Um, the Wall Street Journal tabulated, love that word. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm assuming it means sort of recorded or registered, an average of 32 shots per episode containing Apple products. Wow. Though the producers of the show stated that they weren't pressured by Apple to include their products. But I, I would imagine that just all the phones, all the, you know, <laughs> it's just... It's part of the fabric of yes. media's life, isn't yeah. it? Um, and it's Jennifer Aniston's, of course, first time working on a TV series since Friends. Oh, is it? She's yes. Movies, but not TV shows. Yes. Oh, wow. The song in the trailer <clears throat> um, of the morning show, Goodbye Strangers, sung by Steve Carell, um, oh, as, wow. as the character of Michael Scott in The Office when farewelling Toby. Oh, God. How weird is that? That's a bit of trivia, yeah. And Jennifer Aniston said that the entire crew, oh, mm. this is how nice he is, right? The entire crew have got a crush on Steve Carell. Really? He's a good guy, right? I bet he's yeah, so lovely. Yeah, you can kind of really, yeah, yes. really see that. He comes from a comedy background, I think, doesn't it? When you're, the, the thing about most comedians is they're desperate to be liked. Yes. They're a lot like hairdressers. Yes. I mean, well, everybody, no, we're all, we're all desperate to be liked. Some, some people have stumbled across or not. God, how have you even got here? You're such a horrible person. Yeah, it's very, very funny. Um, excellent. I'm really enjoying the morning show. Yeah. So Steve Carell's character is in it, and I think he's a really important part. Yes. And the uh, episode two, where that woman kind of attacks him at that that yes. gelato place, and then another woman supports him, is a really interesting dynamic about what's going on. Well, I also point, f- I feel like um, that, that there's it makes you really wonder about this whole culture of touchy feely people mm-hmm. back in the day. Mm-hmm. So even back in the nineties, eighties, nineties. There was a kind of slap and tickle, mm. slap your ass as somebody walks past. Um, and I think women were as guilty of kind of also, you know, talking about guys in a way, but not in the same way, I don't think. No, no, no. But, but guys, it was just a kind of given that you could sort of, you know, just sort of touch people. Um, and what's interesting is that in the morning show, they very tentatively try to 
sort of say there are two different <laughs> types yes. of sexy, pesty people. <laughs> um <laughs> And, yeah. you know, but also the other really interesting thing, which is the Harvey Weinstein, which is, you know, and I am going to say his name, Jimmy Savile, is this people in positions of authority, power or fame have exude an extra kind of coercive persuasion over women than a normal yeah. a normal man would be able to. So yes. somebody like Mitch would say to somebody, Mitch is the Steve Carell character, mm. he would say, but you slept with me. And yeah. she's like, well, you were Mitch, you know, like you were so famous. I was flattered. And it was like, well, what do I do about that? You know, I am famous. I can't I can't change yes. anything about that. And if you sleep with me because I'm famous, like mm-hmm. what? But she I, felt she was groomed. You know, it's yeah, just yes. a really interesting. It's a, it's a great vehicle, I think, to explore mm. that subject um, because you can you can delve into it. But I think you're right. I think people who are in positions of power, privilege, and all that kind of stuff, certainly in the world of the media, have to be have extra to careful differently. Mm. And of course, the upside of that is they get all the power and all the privilege and the money and mm. all the rest of it. The totally. Of it is that they have they're, they're under scrutiny, so you mm. do have to be more careful. But it's great way. I think the other thing that's brilliant about it is they put him in Italy, mm. which culturally is a very different. Yeah, very different. Place, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? so and also, seems to be defending yeah. him there, and that wouldn't happen in America. No, or or Italy, Britain. Right? Yeah, yeah. Because culturally, we're mm. different. Like yeah. we aren't touchy feely at all. Like there are a lot of people <laughs> in this. I am, but I'm half French. I, t- I take ah, that okay. from that side. Like I feel culturally. But um, also, you know, this idea that the head of the the head of the company. Mm was actually a horrific sex best yes. um, and revolting and had to be uh, exposed as such. Um, and, you know, I'm really confused. Like, I'm trying to dissect how I feel about all of that. It's yeah. a really... It's, I love a drama that's really good to watch and really interesting and fun, but something that really does make you turn it off and go, God, mm. wow, what well, do I think about that? All the best fiction mm. is embedded in truth. Mm. That's what's so great mm. about it, because they're following... So, uh, like a true human instinct is being played out in a fictional way so we can we can have a dialogue with it really without mm. it being weird because it's not a true story mm. but what it's telling you is true that's what's so brilliant about it mm. there's loads of people who've recommended the morning show to us so uh, in season two so thank you very much for that it's taken us a while to get on board uh, I think they're dropping them each week but I think we're up to about week eight or nine or something oh great loads to great um, I am going to give you a little drink of this. So okay. I talked about this a while ago and I went to Ikea recently to buy a few odds and sods. And mm. This is from Ikea. Um, tell me what odds and sods you go to Ikea for. I mean, you never know until you get there. Oh, phew, I thought you were going to like... I thought, he was pointing. He took basically what looks like a champagne but like piece of foil off the top of this bottle and then he was pointing the top of bo- the bottle right at yeah. me. And I thought it had, like, I thought it was going to explode. Cork. I thought it had a cork in it. I was like, ugh. Um, I, th- I read somewhere. Something you got like, me champagne flute? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, oh, my God, I, you're so cute. When we talked about this last time, I did say it's a, it could be a gross yes. drink for somebody who doesn't drink. Yes. Like, so everyone wants yes. champagne, but you're on Coke Zero. Yes. Sometimes you always say, I wish there was just something a bit more. So you sometimes have apple ties. Yes. Yeah. Um, Can I just say, we've got to say that. Mm-hmm. It's not apple ties. Everybody calls it apple, t- apple ties. Yeah. It's apple tizer. Okay. Okay. This okay. is pear tizer. Um, is it only available at Ikea? It's only available at Ikea. That's only an issue. Found it, and it's called Dirk Dreik Bubel Parren. It's Swedish. I don't know how often you've been to Ikea, but there's a little kind of... Twice. Supermarket there. Can't do it. I, there's an Ikea supermarket there where yes. you get the meatballs from and the potato rosties from and pancakes and stuff like that. You've recommended those, haven't you, have, pre- yes. previously? Yeah. yeah. Um, but they do this stuff and every time me and the boys go, it's like, let's get the pear juice. And then I thought, well, you've never tried it. I've never tried it. So it's just pear juice, but it's really nice. And if we, on New Year's Eve or something, yes. we're all drinking champagne. What? Oh, look how much it looks like champagne. Yeah, that's really nice. I'm going to pour a glass of it because I'm going to drink it. Um, now it's chilled. And then you... Oh, God. Do you know what's nice about it? Yeah. I mean, I haven't had sugar for a fortnight. Um, but what's really nice about that is it's not disgustingly sweet. No. It's just 
uh, pear juice concentrate, I think. But actually, pear juice is unbelievably sweet. Mm. And normally, I, I wouldn't be able to drink a glass of pear juice, but oh, that's delicious. Nice, isn't it? Mm. So, vodka, isn't it? I mean, Ikea's always like... Uh, the two times I've been, it's been so unbelievably overwhelming emotionally. I can't... <laughs> um, I've become an expert at Ikea. I bet in, you have. I'd love to go with you. I want to go with you. Ikea is on the top floor. It's all the stuff that's displayed. So there's living rooms you can go and walk in and kitchens and offices and stuff like that. And all the furniture's laid out like an office. So you go and sit at the office and I'll, I'll take that off you. Um, mm. And then downstairs is something called the marketplace, which is the big warehouse where you go and pick all the things you've seen upstairs that you like and then take them to the counter and buy them. I skip the top floor altogether. I don't go. And, I don't go get persuaded by all the stuff that's merchandised. I just go straight to the market and buy the things I want, which is normally picture frames. They're great and really cheap. Kitchen stuff like cups and glasses. Yes, like I've that. got. I have got cups and glasses and things like that. Gla- I mean, glassware from IKEA is second to none. It's so good. It is really good. so good. And so reasonable. Really good uh, price. And then plants. They do lots of plastic plants and real plants there as well. Oh, the house. Do so they? I didn't know that. Take it to IKEA. You're gonna really enjoy it. Okay. Um, Maybe we could do a podcast from IKEA. Yeah. Maybe they'd yeah. sponsor us. Hey, that'd be good, wouldn't it? Well, no, then it would just be a long, huge, great big advert. That's yeah, not good. We don't want to do that. But we could maybe do a brief bit from Ikea. Yeah. I could take you for lunch there. You're burping, aren't you? <laughs> take me for lunch to Ikea. Yeah. I'd love that. I'm not joking. You want to see what they've got for lunch there? Yeah, I'd love it. Outrageously good. Okay, so I'm going to take that. Did you know, you did know this because we talked about it, that the Oxford Circus, the old yes. top shop, that massive building. So you're talking Oxford Circus in London. Oxford Circus in London. In London. There's a massive building there that was on by Huge. Queen, which was top man and top shop. Boo. Original, all of that. Yeah. Boo. Ikea would take it as a massive showroom. You're really excited, aren't you? Well, I'm fascinated by the evolving world of retail. I need the high street back. Bring it back. I've got, some, I've got, I've got such a fun thing Great. to okay. tell you about. I'm glad to enjoy that. I really enjoyed it. Thank you very much. I want to talk to you about Tunnock's. Please talk to me about I mean, Tunnock's, these are your people, yeah. Michael. See, Tunnock's was originally a Dundee brand, but I think it's moved to Glasgow. No, it's not a Dundee brand. Is it, was it not? I no. It's a Dundee brand. Let so, me tell you about... Hold on. Because this is mega. I love the caramel wafer. And then the, when I was in Spain recently with you working, I got a caramel log. And then there's these things, which are different. So these together. are... Tunnock's mini caramel logs. Roasted coconut-covered caramel wafer-filled bites. I I had bought a pack of these Uh to show you, Uh and they've gone already. There's one left in there. (laughs) Have it. Yeah, Yeah, have it. So, let me talk to you about Tunnock's, because there, there there aren't that many brands. I always think brands are really missing a trick. When you look at their website and it says about us, because mm. I'm about to tell you about Tunnocks, which is going to make you want to buy every Tunnocks product there ever has been mm-hmm. and want you to be faithful to this brand for the rest of your life, because these guys are amazing. <laughs> this, is, this is not an ad. This is not an advert, but I literally, okay. I, start, I sort of scratched the surface mm-hmm. and I was like, I am in love with these guys. They're great. Mm-hmm. So... Their About Us page is something to love. So they have basically said, About Us, Tunnock have been producing quality products since 1890. Wow. 1890. They have put photographs of their founding members and they have literally produced a timeline from 1865 to 1900 and then all the way up to 2021. Yeah. And they have literally listed everything that's happened to the brand mm-hmm. in all of that time. And it is nothing short of extraordinary. And it makes you so proud of a British brand. It is so lovely. Anyways, Thomas Tunnock was born in, where's that? Udingston, Lancashire. Udingston? Udingston. It's Lancashire. Um, look up. Okay. Look it up right now. Yeah, okay. 
Okay, so his, his family go back several generations. His father, John Tunnock, was a joiner and a coffin maker, and he had an ad on the main road, and it said, Why live a miserable life when for 30 bob you could be buried comfortably? Um, then he opens a bakery. So Thomas served um, his apprenticeship in Aberdour Bakery. Okay. Um, go on, tell me where it uh, is. Just outside Glasgow. Oh, it is in Scotland. You know, it's kind of on the way to Edinburgh, essentially, but it's just outside Glasgow, yeah. Okay, so Tom worked hard, served um, uh, and saved enough money to buy a bakery in Uddingston for £80, and Thomas Tunnock was established in 1890. And look... Yeah, Tunnocks was a bakery. And then it's like, says, Thomas got married. Thomas married 21-year-old dairy maid, Mary Mitchell, and they lived in the family home in Fairview. I mean, this is so great. I can picture a dairy maid right now. Then Archie was born um, in 1895, and then Alice was born, and the business grows. And in um, 1906... Uh, in 1910, a fire destroyed the bakery, but within two years, Thomas had built a new bakery um, in the main street. I mean, what? then the tea rooms opened, mm-hmm. and then Archie starts his own business. And he started a business, um, car hire business, with two cars, and he bought petrol from the local plumber. Then Archie <laughs> went to war. He was sent to Iraq, where he served for three years with no leave. Iraq? Yeah. The Second World War? First. Really? Yeah. Crikey. I know. Um, Thomas Tunnock died. Um, Archie opens a new bakery and then he opens larger tea rooms and then Archie gets married and has kids. And blah, 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 move on, move on. Um, And wait, here we go. The Caramel Wafer was born in 1952. He realised that he had to make something with a bit of a longer shelf life. Yep. Right? And he was thinking, he bought a dozen dry wafers and learned how to make caramel and chocolate. And the results are now the famous caramel wafer. Wow. I wonder how much it's changed. Um, yes, I wonder as well. I, I wonder I, if they've I, adapted it, made it sweeter or... I've certainly eaten tunnocks virtually my whole life. Yeah. Yeah. So um, Archie came up with the idea of using uh, Italian meringue suddenly to make a new product. Along with Boyd and Tom, they covered it in chocolate flavour and desiccated coconut. Then the caramel log was born. And then, in 1956, the tea cake was born. So this is like a meringue marshmallow thing. Yes. Top of a biscuit covered in chocolate. Yes. Tonic's tea cake. And then it talks about the factory crew. I'm sorry I'm going on, but this is so good. Then Archie celebrates his 80th birthday and a golden wedding anniversary. And in 81, only in 1981, Archie dies. And then Japan's calling a fleet... Of these vans used by our agent in Okinawa um, selling the milk chocolate wafer cream and they went to Japan. <laughs> and then Boyd um, was awarded an MBE for the wow. company's like work that they'd done. And I'm moving forward a lot, yeah, yes. but there's been a lot of expansion and I'm just, I, it's just so nice to be able to see what they've done. But mm. the pride yeah. that they take in every new step and every new achievement that they make is all logged right here. And I think that's such a beautiful thing. Uh, the the, the Tunnock's mini caramel logs, I don't know where you got these from, were absolutely I, 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 I fantastic. Think, I think I may have got them from a supermarket. I think I did. Well, I've quickly got to tell you something quite funny. The best nugget things I've ever tried. In 2010, an American astronaut's visit to Scotland was paid for by Tunnocks because the parachutes on Apollo 16 looked like tea cake wrappers. <laughs> they do. My God, they really do. Yeah. Uh, and and there's a meerkat mm-hmm. pup called Tunnock. is so small he weighs the same as four tea cakes. He was born at the safari park. Oh. They called a t- they called one of the meerkats Tunnock. Tonnock's going to love us for this. I wonder if they're going to send us any... any well, they, you want some of those bags of... I, I would love yeah, mini You want some of the mer- mini caramel logs. I just really love those kind of family-run yes. businesses where they just take great pride in what they do. They've stuck to what they know. Um, they are passionate mm-hmm. and they just deliver really good product. And just a bit of history is really good, isn't it? Yes. I'm always imagining what the world was like in 1856 or yes. something like that. And then reading a story about someone who not only existed but grew a business that turned into an empire. Yes. Oh, wow, so good. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. On the subject of uh, getting freebies from, uh, from people. Uh, yes. Somebody has sent you something. Yes. I'm going to give to you. Oh, yeah. Uh, but they give it to me to give to you. Yeah. <clears throat> Came to my house. Oh. Um, and this is from, you'll remember, Breathe. We talked about Breathe in this episode. Oh, the masks. masks. But they've sent you some new pyjamas. Oh. And it says here, hey, Michael and Davina, I heard that Davina has to rest up due to a foot injury and noticed on... Um, the, I think it's like the Instagram one. Yes. Something. You were in their PJs. It was in the pyjamas that I previously sent. They were being worn. Um, and she said, I thought I would send you uh, some more. Oh, I love these. And, uh, and that's, uh, that's from um, Ash. I think it's Ashley. It says there. So. But wait, hang on a minute. Are these oh, socks? Oh. Are they for you? I don't know, but there is socks in here. No, but well. those definitely look like they're my size, I which is also got, your size. Damn it! Size. It says black one size. Um, that must be for you. So I mean, it does say "Hey, Michael and Davina." Yeah. In there, and they give you, you pajamas. I'm going to assume that the socks are for me. But thanks, Breathe. Uh, that is a very, very. It's a very thing. thoughtful thing um, as well, and I do love, you do love those pajamas, um, the pajamas. So these, are, this is amazing. I very, very much appreciate it. Thank you. And their masks that they sent us uh, a while back—they're very nice. They're the best I've ever used. Yeah, yeah, like um, my kids are always. I said, "Have you got the Breathe masks? <laughs> Leave one for me." <laughs> There's a TV show. Yes, meaning to watch that. I always forget to watch. Mm. Now, about eight years ago, I was in a barbershop quartet with someone called Alex Riley. Oh, God, your life is so random. Yeah, it is random, isn't it? It was for the one show. I did this thing where we entered the National Barbershop Quartet. I, re- I remember. Yeah. And we had to put together a barbershop quartet. So it was me and Alex Riley and um, a historian from the one show and another guy called Richard Manwaring, who was a musician. And the, the, the four of us got together to do a song. We were coached. And and just to say yeah. about any barbershop quartets, <clears throat> yeah. they make it look so easy. We were bad. I mean, and but I you weren't you weren't bad. It's just really yeah. difficult. Yeah. That's the thing. The funny thing was is we, we, we you know we did it and it was average to say the least. I'll see if I can find it and post it. Um but when anyone says, oh, you know, I was in a barbershop quartet, I always go, oh, so was I. You know, like, <laughs> you know, like you do. And you think, well, I was for a couple of days. <laughs> and I had the Osmonds come to my studio once uh, to do something for the one show, this hair story thing where we took the Osmonds back Sorry, to when they were kids. Sorry, the Osmonds? The Osmonds, yeah. Not, Which ones? Not Donnie. All the others except Donnie and Marie. Jimmy? Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. All, all, four of them came. Oh my god! I put wigs on them and all sorts of stuff. And did you them. didn't? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We made them look like they looked in the sixties, essentially. Um, and it was called My Hair Story, and it was like taking them back through their career and through their life, and then making them all putting their suits on that they used to wear. <laughs> I mean, it's quite embarrassing. Was yeah. I mean, what was funny is they had Donnie in the studio on the one show on the couch, being interviewed, and then they put this film in of his brothers kind of being. <laughs> And Donnie just went, oh, my God, I'm so glad I was busy that day. <laughs> yeah, it was really embarrassing. But anyway, as soon as they turned up, I was doing a bit of an icebreaker. 
I said, how did it all start for you lot then? And they said, we were in a barbershop quartet. And I went, no, so was I. And then they all went, bum, 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 And then they go, in, to me. And I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, so out of tune. And they all rolled about laughing as they'd say, who the hell is this guy pretending he was in a barbershop quartet? So was I. Yeah. You know, what you was I get, thinking? I was totally caught out. <laughs> and I thought, well, I was, you know, I just got very good. I didn't say I was any good, you know. But they, they went straight into barbershop yeah. and they all were completely in tune in the same key but doing different octaves. And God, it's so oh, nice, oh, isn't it? Wow. So anyway, I did this thing with Alex Riley and Alex Riley was also a presenter on the one show. You can follow him on Instagram and stuff like that. He's the funniest person I have ever spent time with really? in my life. I have never cried laughing. Why is so he not much. our best friend? I don't know. I mean, he lives up north and all that and he was just... We were two people in kind of different spheres. But he should be your friend. He would be my friend. In another life, yeah, yeah. he would be a very good mate. And uh, what's funny about Alex Rise, we both had that kind of mod haircut. And um, Oh, I know who you mean. Yeah, you know, he wears glasses. Yeah, 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 okay, hair. yes. He's got that mod gingerish hair. But he said, he said to me, so you've no idea how many people come up to me and ask me for a haircut. I was like, really? He said, yeah, everyone thinks I'm you. And I was like, uh, right, he sounds a bit like that, you know. Um, and um, the funny thing about Alex Riley is he's six foot seven. Like he's oh my god, amazing! So tall. And the fact that anyone could mistake him for me at five foot does five, it make you really happy? It really made me laugh a lot. <laughs> and then there was someone that came up to us when we were together, and they went, "Blimey, well, I thought you two were the same person. I can't believe you. you're a different people." You know. It was really <gasps> anyway, uh... we did this um, barbershop quartet thing, and it was great. And then I've slightly followed his career. Anyway, he does this show on ITV Four called The Car Years. He's a mad car enthusiast. Oh, car yeah. Enthusiast. So he presents this show with Vicky Butler-Henderson. Mm-hmm. She's called the Vicky Henderson Butler. She was a presenter on Top Gear before the Jeremy Clarkson years mm-hmm. of Top Gear. So she's a great car enthusiast as well and super knowledgeable and all the rest of it. And they both basically go head-to-head with their favourite car of a particular era. So the one I watched recently was she was driving the Ferrari 308 that Magnum PI drove. Oh. He was driving the Roger Moore Lotus Esprit Turbo SE. And then they both basically present you with these cars and then there's a little kind of phoning or something like that and somebody says, which is the winner of the greatest TV cop car ever? You know, or something like yes. that. Yes. But if you're interested in cars, which I love classic cars, especially 80s, 70s and 80s, because I was born in 73, so they've got so much nostalgia in there. And I'm not bothered about the exterior of a car as much as the interior. I love to see inside the car, mm. the velour trim and the shape of the gear stick and the steering wheel, and, mm. you know, and the dials and all that stuff. So you get a really in-depth view of the car itself. And then you get this little kind of competitive thing between the two of them. And Alex Riley looks so cool. You know, like, <clears throat> we've been working with Jonathan Ross the last couple of mm. weeks, and he turns up in the most outrageous clothes. Alex I've Riley. got to say, Jonathan actually is really up to his clothing game. I love wow. I loved the outfits he yeah. was coming in. Every day. We it was so good. I just think, what am I going to wear today? Cause... Yeah, we all had to up our game, yeah, didn't he... we? But Alex Riley's a real dresser, and it's all 70s super safari suits and stuff like that. He looks great. Um, so it's not mainstream this at all, you know. In that sense, it's slightly. And you said BBC Four, ITV Four, ITV Four, yeah. on the hub, or it's got it's a channel, you know. On the on if you go into Sky, you can go ITV One, ITV Two, ITV Three, ITV Four. I'm just letting you know that I'm mouthing. Where is that? Where like, is that? How yeah, do yeah. I say? Well, I don't watch conventional I've television. I've never watched ITV Four. No, I think um, there's some kind of comedy shows on there, and it's a well, it's get. get it gets a bit niche there, I suppose. Yeah. And this programme is a bit niche, but I was just thinking, you know, I've talked about Road Rat magazine, I've talked about yeah. Classic Car magazine and all that, so people know I'm a car enthusiast, but if anyone out there is interested, mm. or their husbands are interested in cars, this stuff's all there to watch. I think there's two or three series up there, there's eight episodes a series, and it's really, really good. Mm. Um, and it's kind of cheap, it's low budget, but you get a real insight into the car. So it's called The Car Years, ITV4, um, by all means, give it a shout. Great. Um, you were talking um, about funny people. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got a funny person Instagram account okay. for you to follow. Um, he's called Munya Chihuahua. Do you follow him? Never heard of him. Um, okay, I'm going to... I think I know who you mean. He is... Did you uh, do the Bear Grylls thing? He did. Yes, okay, I do know he did. Yes. And it was really funny. I started following him as soon as you sent me that. So he 
did a thing on um, Instagram, bearing in mind that this is a comedian. He's a British Zimbabwean. He's a satirist. He's got. He's now got 1.3 million followers. Wow. Yeah. Um, he's on The Last Leg. He's on Bamus. He's on Don't Hate the Players, which is mm. on ITV2. Um, but he did. He went completely viral when he did a post, um, and it was on the 5th of October. And I sent this to Michael, and this was when I started following him because I thought he was so, so funny. Um, Bear Grylls, when Instagram, WhatsApp and Facebook went down. It's just a sort of what happens is that I think Instagram had gone down that morning. What he's so good at oh, as a yes. satirist, oh, it went down, yeah. as a satirist, he is so good at, at something will happen. And he's got the ability to immediately write something really, really funny, mm. then film it brilliantly and get it out on social media, which is an art form. Because, you know, it's one thing you can write something for a sketch show for the next night or whatever, but he's filming, producing, yeah. editing, doing the whole thing. And social media filming sketching or sketches and making it funny does take a lot of effort. You know, you watch them and they last 30 seconds or whatever and you're laughing your ass off. Yes. But they take ages. But I just thought that was so clever. Oh, it was really you, funny you, as well. you did the whole, it was like a TV program. Yeah. On Instagram, anyway, it's got 620,000 views. God, really? Yeah. Anyway, this guy, um, Munya's really, really funny, and he does loads of sketches all the time. He's very, very smart, very clever. Um, he's been nominated for a MOBO. He's on Channel 4 quite a lot, so just look out for him. He's brilliant. Very good, very good. What were you doing then? I was like... Um, was, there was a bit of dead air there. Yeah, I was like, little, what? Do you know what I was doing? I was giving Saskia a cut point. Uh, you know where she could go, next up, you know, like that. I was just thinking, oh, give her a pause there. It might really help her out. <laughs> um, on the subject of uh, uh, the music breakpoint, I'd like to make our own music for this show. Yes. Yeah, you've said that a lot. Just recently, I was looking for a keyboard for my house. Yes. Um, you know, to want to play the piano on. Mm-hmm. It was easy to use and all the rest of it. It didn't require a lot of faff and all mm-hmm. that jazz. So, um, now you could buy a keyboard, which I've, I've got one of those when, you know, I'm performing and all that jazz. Mm-hmm. It's called a Nord uh, 4D Electro. You've talked about that yeah, before. Yeah, I've talked about it before. It's a great keyboard. Uh, second hand was about £1,000, uh, but it is a hefty It's bit pro. It's like a, yeah. you know, it's, it's stage worthy. It's, it's band worthy. Yeah, it is. And uh, lots of professional musicians use them and all that jazz, but it's not super easy to ship around and it's not dead easy to use either. I wanted something that had a drum machine in it and something that you could loop stuff with. What I'd like Wait, to do can I, can I just say band, something? Basically, yeah. Who do you want to be? I don't know. Who do I want to be? You want to be Mark Rabelais. I want to be Mark Rabelais, yeah. You want to be in your dressing gown and your pants. Yes. Looping, <laughs> looping music. Yeah. And singing and looping your singing, yeah. and just touching keys, and it, it's starting something, and it's starting something, and then you singing along. Yeah, I want to do that, but I don't want to have to rely on anybody else. I don't have to really make Jeff and go. Will you come round and play some chords? Can we quickly say something that Mark Rebelais, Mark Rebelais, um Firstly, go and follow him, M A R C, and then Rebelais is R E B I L L E T. Follow him on Instagram. If you like him, he is doing a tour of the UK next year. Get tickets. February. Right. He is amazing, but round the UK. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think he's yes, yeah, all, all of February. February. Okay, like yeah. If you're around, he's well worth going really good. Go see him. He is off the charts. <clears throat> so yes, I was looking for something that did that. So anyway, I stumbled across this bit of equipment called M Hyphen Audio. Now. Apple sell this stuff through their stores. I've seen it a lot. It's been around for years. We are recording through M Audio oh, yeah. Technology as we speak. Um, but I know they did keyboards. Um, now, the keyboards require software. And I was a bit like, I just want a keyboard. You plug into a speaker and then let it go, you know. But it does, it's not very sophisticated, this. It can be really simple and really straightforward. So you do need a computer or a laptop or an iPad, and you plug it into that, and then you get all sorts of information back from it. Now, it could just be a normal piano you're playing, something super easy. Or 
it can do a mixture of things where some of the piano can play an organ, some of the piano right. can be a piano, another bit can be a synthesizer. So you can break the octaves up into different things. Oh. Can be playing uh, a synthesizer or strings or something like that. And the right hand can be playing piano notes and a melody or something. It's really, really good. I know. And there's two or three other things that are really good about it. With the left hand, you can break up the octave, which is the, the notes between you know, yes. C and C. When you press one note, it'll play the chord of C. Ah. <gasps> So with one finger, you can be playing three fingers, if you like. Or with two fingers, you could be playing six, six. notes. Yes. And then the other hand can be just playing some twinkly bits on the on the trebly notes. Really good. And then it gets better than that. I found this feature, right? So let's say you're playing, let's say you're playing Chris Martin's Yellow, right? Yes. And you, you're in the key of C. You can press a button and twiddle the knob. And every note on the piano is in the key of C. <gasps> so if you hit a bum note, it's in the same key. You can't go wrong. So you have to loosely stay where you are, but if you accidentally hit a black note, for instance, if you're in C, it'll just play the next corresponding white note in the same key that you're playing. I mean, how good is that, right? So you play it away there and you think, oh, you can be a bit lazy, you know, go anywhere, but everything works. <gasps> and you can just do that perhaps on the left hand if you struggle with the left hand a bit and it doesn't know what you want it to do all the time. You can just separate. How good's that? Oh my God. But you know what's lovely to hear? Because mm. I know you got the keyboard mm. and um, you were slightly struggling mm. with learning an entirely new yeah, system system yeah. um but you've really got into it yeah well you how long did that take you probably like two nights really if is that all a, yeah if you find the right tutorials where somebody says what you find on youtube is they go oh i'm going to do an unboxing and they unbox it and go this is what's in the box half an hour's gone by and you think you i don't care it works. Like, yeah and then i found this guy who said I'm just going to show you exactly how this works. Plug this into here, plug that into there, download this software, press this button, it's a piano, press this button, it's a synthesizer. Oh, great. And I was like, oh my God, I found their correct tutorial. So it opened up. Will you please um, yes. put the tutorial on here as well so that if somebody does go and get it for a loved one for Christmas, um, it looks like a really expensive piece of kit. It's £149. <gasps> what? Yeah, it's not particularly expensive at all. Are you kidding me? Because no. when you said the other keyboard was a 1000 Yes, but that's a keyboard. This is what's, what they call a MIDI controller. So it's actually a series of buttons that controls software in your computer. Now this comes with free software. Well, I say free, it's part of the package. So you get Ableton Live with it, but you also get this thing that teaches you how to play the piano in it as well. It's really good. So what I'll do is I'll take a picture of my setup at home. Yes. I just I got a desk from the recycling centre. Yeah. Uh, for twelve pounds and painted it. That's always worth doing. Yes. If you, it, whenever you go to the recycling centre, they always have a place where they. You know, when yes. people just recycle something that is too nice to recycle, they have a little area yes. of stuff that they sell, don't they? Yes, they do. It's called the... You you get loads of stuff. You've had you've got a dining room table yeah. from there. You've got a desk for your kitchen. So let me just double check, see how much it is. So mm. one, <gasps> I can't believe that. Oh, it's so good. 132 for what's called the Oxygen 49. Mine is what's called the Oxygen Pro. So let me just have a little look so, so people know what, exactly what they're getting here. Um, Oxygen Pro, so 177 still, pounds for the Pro. Still very good um, for what you get. Oh my God, it's amazing. So there's a drum machine in there as well, all these pads, so you can you can instantly quite make, quite quickly make a drum beat and then you can quantize it. So if you're slightly out of time, it puts it in time for you. So you can just go and then it'll go and put it, at the perfect beat for what, you. What does it do? Like that. And then you can press play, and that will just play on a 4 4 beat. Oh and then you can start to play over the top. So within about three minutes, you can make a song quite quickly. So I would quite like to try and make some music for this podcast. That's so good. It is good, isn't it? So Christmas presents, if anyone's interested in buying a keyboard, yeah. I highly recommend this. If kids want to learn to play the keyboard, mm -hmm. this is what I would recommend because you don't just learn the keyboard, you'd learn mm. all the software as well, like. If you were 11 or 12 years old and you were interested, by the time you were 14 and you had this bit of kit, you, you would be a music producer yeah. easily and you would fully understand how the software works mm. and how to get around all sorts of things. I would highly, highly recommend Oh, great. Recommend this. But like I said, I'll take a picture of my setup because you do need some speakers um, that yeah. comes out of your laptop and then you need a couple of other interfaces which I bought as well. Mm. We don't necessarily need them, but I'll, I'll give the you, help. show you the setup. And I'll also talk about the speakers next week because mm. there were cheap okay bloody, bloody oh really yeah i was amazed oh, you know okay. went to curry's just to find a 
cheapy pair and then I thought I'll go for these 70 quid wow wow amazing so I'll talk about them next week I quickly want to finish on something and then I think we should do Do shout outs um because I'm finishing on this because um it's Christmas and um you need to order these now in order to have them for Christmas day um but I have got my sister coming over from Australia, which I am so excited about because we haven't seen her for two years. And she is um, bringing her little daughter who is um, two years old. Mm. So um, many members of my family haven't met her. And um, so they're arriving and we're doing a Christmas before Christmas. And I wanted to get them sort of stockings, but I wanted to get them personalised now. The Great Little Trading Company, which is gltc.co.uk, do a fantastic range of sort of Christmas sacks and stockings. So I'm not actually doing sort of presents under the tree. I'm just doing awesome Christmas sacks. Um, And actually, when you are buying presents for toddlers and young little people, um, you can very quickly fill a sack, like yes. a stocking, you know, a doll or whatever. Yeah. Um, the stocking isn't really big enough. So these Christmas sacks are brilliant. They've got all different shapes and sizes. With um, They've got stockings in a shape of a stocking, or they've got these really convenient kind of drawstring top mm-hmm. sacks that you can use. What I love about them is I've got ones for my kids um, that I have had for years and they just are so durable. They're made of extremely thick cotton. Mm. And, you know, you can wash them, yeah. which is great. So you wash them after Christmas, uh, you fold them up, you put them away, and you just use them year after year after year after year. They've got a sale on at the moment. Oh, um, it's 20% off. Mm-hmm. You get them personalised. So I've got them with Kitty and Bunker's name on. I know my nephew It's called Bunker. Such a good name. Yeah, it's great. Bunker Hall. Wow. He's yeah. going to be like a snowboarder or a surfer. Or, he lives in Australia. He'll be a surfer. I wonder if anyone gets called Keith anymore or Brian. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, um, so the, the, the sacks are on sale um, for £22 mm-hmm. and the stockings um, are about 20 yeah. I, I know, again, for a Christmas stocking, that's quite a lot of money. But, you know, use it for um, yeah. 10 years... And it's £2 every year. I I think they are actually very good value and they're extremely well made. And because they are personalised, they can go on, you know, once they've left home or whatever or Mm. don't, but they can take them with them. This is a gift for life, um, this stocking. Very nice. They're very, very good quality. Yeah, they are. They're very thick cotton. Have I got a name on? Is my name on? Yes, you know that. You had one last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's already full, just to let you know. I've done. <coughs> Is it? Yeah. Let me do a couple of readouts. Okay, so this is from Lorna Bray. Um, so thanks very much, uh, Lorna, for listening and uh, messaging once again. Uh, hey, you two, Michael, have you seen Man in the High Castle? Now, I've seen this on Netflix a lot, like I've not watched it, but I really fancy it. Because oh, really? It, it's about the Nazis and the Second World War and stuff Oh, like do you know? Yeah, like from Yeah, Netflix, Chester, right? Chester yes. might like that. So it says, have you seen Man in the Castle, which on Netflix, uh, an eight, IMDb, an eight. An eight? An eight on IMDb. In a nutshell, it's about the Allied powers of lost World War Two and Japan and Germany rule the United States. Man in the High Castle. I'm going to write that down. Man in the High Um, Castle. Yes, I've stumbled across this a few times along, but never watched it. But I am definitely going to watch it. I didn't really know that that's what it was about. Mm. Um, But there was a very kind of infamous book written about what London would be like had the Nazis won. Um, And I always fancy reading that because it would be cool to pick apart what the world would be like. Yes. Me and you would probably speak German. Sliding doors. Mm. It's quite amazing, isn't it? Um, thanks for that, uh, Lorna. Pip Marsh says, Oh my goodness, have you watched Bestie's latest pos- positive video? On- yes. We watched it yesterday. Oh. Um, so Betsy, um, in case uh, you don't know who she is, she's got a YouTube channel. We've talked about her previously on this podcast. And um, Betsy has recently had uh, another operation on her um, brain. And she requested from her parents, and her parents were very um, keen, obviously, to put across the message that they're not forcing her to do a YouTube video straight after coming out of an operation. 
But she wanted to kind of make a video to reassure other children if they were going to have an operation that it's all okay. But she's adorable. And if you feel like you're having a a hard time, um, just go and watch Betsy's positive videos on YouTube. It's incredibly uplifting. She's an amazing girl whose positive outlook on life, I'm sure, has helped so many people. Yes. Mm. Um, Thanks very much indeed for that, Pip Marsh. Um, Claire D. Cowles. Mm-hmm. That's quite a big one. Hi there, brilliant episode this week. Totally worth the wait. Uh, so sorry uh, to hear what was obviously a roller coaster of a fortnight. Uh, very sorry to hear your grand died, Michael. Uh, my grandma died 20 years ago, and I still miss her. Have you listened to Visiting Hours on Ed Sheeran's latest album? Oh, God. That's about his grandma. Oh, God. A few years ago. Very emotional. Um it's quite funny, I listened to an interview with Jimmy Carr this week and somebody said, when was the last time you cried? And he said, oh, listening to an Ed Sheeran song, it absolutely just broke me in two. And he said, oh, wow. And he said, um, why are you listening to Ed Sheeran? And he said, oh, well, I did backing vocals on one of his songs. What? Yes, I was like, hey. And he said, I know. He said, it's just a bizarre world, showbiz, where you find yourself doing the most peculiar things. But he had a friend of his who was a friend of Ed Sheeran's and then they went... And then something happened and Ed Sheeran said, will you sing backing vocals on this song? Jimmy Carr said, yeah, sure. I know, it was crazy. But I wonder whether it's this song, but it's called Visiting Hours and that's about his grandma, who I think he lost a few years ago. Well, this might be, um, this might be the song. Uh, Thanks for the astral photography recommendation. A poster from him will be a perfect present for my stepdad, who is a major stargazer. Can't wait to hear about what you think of series two of The Morning Show. Oh. Already no Claire. Yeah. I think it's better than the first, which is pretty epic. Uh, great to have you back. Love, Claire. P.S. Olivia, uh, whenever my parcel of treats from New Zealand arrives, you will see I called you Olivia Smith. Uh, they maybe give you a certain... <laughs> <laughs> so Claire is sending us a, a package of treats from New Zealand. Great. Uh, the things that we could recommend. Oh, great. To anybody going to New to Zealand. Zealand. Yeah, like, like you think that we're not available here. But thanks, Claire, very much. And yes, season two um, of uh, The Morning Show, as you know, is bloody brilliant. Um, hi, guys. In case you haven't met Bunny the Talking Dog, this is one of my favourite Instagram accounts. Oh! Smile every day. So I had a look at this earlier. So this is a dog. It seems to have some kind of uh, mat on the floor that when it puts its paw on something, it says... Oh, yes. Have you seen it? Yes. <coughs> Hang on. Interesting, isn't it? What breed dog is it? Uh, oh, I'm not entirely sure. Hang on, so let me have a look. Bunny. Sheepadoodle. I mean, how lovely. So, uh, what's that, a sheepdog and a poodle? Bunny, the talking dog, is that his... It's, uh, yeah, what about Bunny? Oh, called. okay. But um, just okay. to give you a little, a little... Oh, my God! What about Bunny has got 992,000 followers? Mm. Okay, we're going we're gonna to watch Bunny talking. Please sleep. So it's, it puts its foot on these little things. Long bunny by settle. Do you want to go upstairs to settle? And then it looks upstairs. Is that what you want? You want to go upstairs for settle and sleep? Oh, no. Oh, oh so my God. It's quite funny, but oh, it's not No, no, no. No, no, no. No, no, but wait. Yeah. She said upstairs. The dog looked upstairs. Yeah. It knows. That is, this, this that's huge. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The dog is trying to... Sorry, I'm absolutely freaked out by that. This is one of the best listener recommendations I've ever had. <laughs> so sorry. I'm really sorry about the coughing. It's, it's okay. <clears throat> it's a tickle. Yeah, it is. I, ca- I cannot believe it. Yeah. So we'll go and follow that because there are some really quite amazing ones where she says, have you got an ouch? And she'll go like, ouch, yes. Uh, and then I'll say, where's the ouch? And then it picks up a paw. No! Yes. I mean, like listen. And there's another one, sorry, where there's a bird outside and it says, bird, tummy. It says bird tummy, and then it looks at the dog and she says, "Do you want to eat the bird?" And it's like, "Yes." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! And can you imagine poor dogs' lives? Like they spend their whole life just That's trying to tell us that. something. Yeah, but imagine how nice it is for the dog to be able to communicate. Mm. It's uh, it's great, that isn't it? So go and have a go and have a, um, a watch. Oh my god! I want to talk to my dog. Um, and that was from Neelix. Because all I would, all mine would be like, "Mummy, yeah. mummy." Mummy, food, mummy, food, 
mummy, leftovers, mummy, walk. <laughs> like, that's yeah. all I'd get. Yes. Um, this one Maybe is I wouldn't. From, um, that's really blown my mind. Sorry, carry on. Uh, Ali Powell. Her mm. name is Ali Cracknell. And, mm. and it says, hello, my husband has asked for a wallet for Christmas. Oh, oh yeah. That wallet. Um, yes. God, I've got my wallet with me. Um, What's it called? A s- a s- sit, sit tight, because I'll go and get it, because I think it's worth it. <coughs> I've been left on my own, and we're still recording. And I feel like I should do something naughty, and I don't know what to do. Mm. Oh, there's nothing. There's nothing to do. I think Michael's a very nice person. There, I've said it. I'm slightly. Oh my god, I can't get over this dog. Do you want to eat the bird? Do you want to eat the bird? <laughs> Belly. Bird. Go bird belly. Oh my God, this dog. Okay, hold on. Please, I can't get over this dog. It's going to change my life. I'm going to just watch this dog conversing with its owner. Unbelievable. Can't believe it. What's it called? Well, this one. Sorry, I've just run. Well done. I wish I could run. So this one I've got is called the Segrid. C-E-G-R-I-D. But actually, when you look through Instagram and stuff like that, there's also, not Instagram, sorry, Amazon. Yes. It's also called Volkit. So I think there's a few different names for it, but the one I've got... Is a sick... Seg- uh, Segrid. Segrid, that was it. R-I-D. And that's oh, the no, one your dad's got. It's actually... Sec. S-E-C. S-E-C. R-I-D. Secred. Secred, yeah. That is a classic case of... What is the only name dot com that we can find? Yes, it is, isn't it? We'll have to call it that. <laughs> Let's call it dot com. But I'm looking here on Amazon and it's a Volkit one uh, and it's about twenty six ninety nine, And that looks identical to the one I've got, essentially. Yeah. But let's talk about how useful you find it because you thought, oh, it's a bit of a... Um, a gimmick thing, but you love it. Yes, I absolutely love it. Um, so all the cards pop out of it like a like a deck of cards almost. Yeah. You know? And you can fit plenty in there. You can fit, fit a bit of cash in there. I have a tile credit card in there. So yeah. If I lose it, I can find it. I find it really useful. I wouldn't go back to a traditional wallet at all. Ever. Uh, ever, yeah. Mm. So, um, so yes. I, I, and there's a few different sizes you can get. So I would say I have got the mid-size one. Mm. There's a bigger one you can get, and then there's a even slimmer one you can get. But I've got I've got the mid-size one, the Volkit, and it's twenty six ninety nine. The sacred ones can go up to about sixty five pounds, I think, which is quite mm. expensive. I wouldn't spend that kind of money on a wallet, so I'd stick to around the twenty thirty pound mark. Mm. Um, and you should be able to get pretty much exactly what I've got there. But have a look on Amazon; it's sacred. Um, let me just spell it right. Would help. S <clears> E C. R-I-D. I feel like I've never been diagnosed with dyslexia. Or anything. I, can I just say something? You are dyslexic. You reckon? Yes. Which is why you are amazingly creative. Mm. You think so laterally. You are... Ex- I mean, I th- I, as, as the mother of two dyslexic children, mm. I have always viewed dyslexia as a gift. Yeah. Because these kids see the world in a different way. Mm. And you are that person. 
Well, you you it feels are. Like it's getting worse. But you are quite brilliant. Okay, great. Thanks. And um and I I'm not sure what the proportion is, but there is a really odd proportion of dyslexic entrepreneur. Yes. Entrepreneurs. Yeah. Well, you got to find solutions as opposed to things, haven't you? Yes, but in yeah. in a way that that you can cut through something. I mean, I've always said this to you in terms of your your business and everything mm. that, you know, sit on it. I know that if you think for a bit and you have a bit of peace to think, mm. that you will come up with an amazing solution. Mm. And it's almost like, um, you know, like a like a monk would go off into a cave and think for a bit and meditate yes. on something for a while. I have to just send you off somewhere quiet to go and meditate for a bit and you'll yeah. come back and you'll go, I know what to do. It's lovely. You're I so, you're amazing. I, I do just need some time. You're really, really clever at that. Thank you. But um, and I don't do that. Taking down phone numbers or reference numbers for things, I get all the numbers back. But do you know what that's, that means? Yeah. That's what I'm for. Yeah, okay, great. Yeah? Yes, you can pick up the slack. <laughs> yeah, and you um, can pick up mine. Yes. Okay. This is ace. Yeah, yeah. This is ace. <laughs> so, Alison Cracknell or Alison Powell. Uh, yes, so um, that's what I would say. Is She also says your podcast is excellent for Christmas gift inspiration. Yeah, we're going to do we a can... Christmas gift special. Yes. Well, two or three, maybe. Uh, yeah, we'll just do the yeah, yeah, yeah. Christmas. Yeah. But, um, there's been a few nice ones. So, yeah, there's been a few nice ones to mention. Um, today. Today, mm. yeah. Mm. Um, sorry, first of all, about all the coughing, by the way. Oh, listen, it's not your fault. <clears throat> really tickly throat today. Um, take that to your job. Probably do a COVID test. Take, take that yes. to your job. It's not COVID, Michael, because no, no. you've done thousands of COVID tests. Um, and God, I had something else to say as well, but I think it was just like, thanks very much. Thank you. We've not forgotten about the competition. We'll no. So sort out how we're going to do that. We'll have a chat with Olivia about that. Yes. Because obviously we ask questions. People can just... It's got to be answers. fair. It's probably got something... Related to this podcast, right? Yeah. Um, so, like, pre what or did we feature in a previous episode or things? That you think yeah, but people can just look that up as well. We ju- we just have to find something that's fair. We almost need to do a sort of lottery, oh, yeah. like a sort of yeah somehow like a golden ticket or a yeah. lottery of some yeah. sort. Let's give that a bit of thought. Mm-hmm. Have a lovely, lovely week. We love you. Yeah, well, this will be Friday, won't it? Mm-hmm. Lovely weekend, Merry November. Merry November, everyone. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com.